regular, regular, regular features. A regular, regular, regular features. A regular, regular, regular features. A regular features the show. Hello and welcome to Regular Features, the podcast that's exactly the same every week and the same as every week. Steve needs to go because he's in trouble with his future husband. Don't. Reese, if you're listening, he was making light of it and he loves it. I am Joe Scrabbles and I'm joined by Steve Hogarty, the man in trouble. Bonjour, bonsoir. Oh, you're getting in. Mon cheval est mauve. <laughs> et mes amis à la Meiko et features tonight. Thanks so much. <laughs> I don't know if you've said anything of worth or worry. Matt Lees is here. He's in a room that looks like it's been painted by a maniac. Yes, <laughs> What's right. going on, Matt? It's an undecorated room that I'm calling Al-Qaeda chic. It's really nice. Log, Thanks. you're in a human room. What's going on over there? It looks slightly bonky, doesn't it? I don't think I've got my webcam perched properly on top of my ultra-wide monitor because it makes it look like I'm living as oh. a Batman villain from the 60s show. He's showing off what's under his camera at the same time as he is what's behind his camera. Again with the ultra-wide monitor. I can't stop talking about it. It's the most decadent thing I've ever bought and I can just look everywhere and it's there. <laughs> There's no way that's the most decadent thing you've ever bought. You buy everything. Yeah, what's but I already have two massive like... monitors. Now I've got two massive monitors spare. <laughs> What are you all doing for your features? Fight it out. I don't care who says it first. I've written a poem, but I haven't, but I will, and I did. Next. I know Joe's having a baby, but I've got some intel. It's not too late. Changes can be made. (laughs) Wow. (laughs) What the fuck? (laughs) That's not the way you meant that to come out, was it? (laughs) To the name. To the name. To the name of the baby. That's Christ, not going. Steve, That's is... not going again. <laughs> Jesus. Okay, okay, okay. <laughs> Can I try it again? Can I try it again? Can I try no. it again? I'm sad that I'm happy. I'm small, but I'm doing fine. I'm lost, but I'm hopeful. Yeah. I'm green, but I'm see-through. I'm wet, but I'm somehow dry. I shake when I wobble, baby. And what it all comes down to is that all a jelly boy can do is jiggle and spin. Cause I got no skin or muscle, and my bones are made out of gelatin. Steve, this isn't necessarily for the recording, it just occurred to me. Do you remember, because the traitors just came back on. Yes. When you first told, you were the first person to ever talk to me about the traitors. Mm-hmm. Um, you really opened the the zeitgeist up to me. And the first thing you ever told me was that there was like a really sad, breathy cover of Toxic by Britney Spears in it. Yes, yes. You can't make Toxic breathy, it's perfect. <laughs> no, they put it in a minor key and make it sinister. <laughs> Have you watched season five of Fargo? Yes. In episode eight of season five of Fargo, John Hamm does a really long walk, looking grumpy, to the strains of a breathy cover of Toxic. What? And it's it's not a joke. It's presented like it's entirely serious. It's oh, because fucking in nuts. The traces, it's so melodramatic yeah. and minor key, like... 
taste of your lips, it's paradise. And then like, bomb. Yeah. <laughs> Are you guys aware of the amazing piece of trivia about Toxic? No. Which is that Britney Spears has some of the greatest songwriters in the world making her music for her. God mm-hmm. bless her. She doesn't write them all herself. And Toxic was written by a UK songwriter about an ex shortly after she broke up with Noel Fitzpatrick off of Supervet. <laughs> Supervet? The guy who gives bionic arms to ferrets. Oh, no. <laughs> I love that fact. He's got a taste of a poison paradise, and it's just <laughs> the anaesthetic that he overdoses all his animals on when they're but too far gone. They're toxic. They're going under, and they will wake up with a spring. I'm just a jelly boy. I am made from gelatin. Sometimes it makes me quite annoyed. I don't really have a feature this week. Oh. Um, very sorry, because I just had a stupid idea stuck in my head, and I spent so long trying to get it down on paper, um, like a dumb little mm. pun. You ever get this? Like a, just a, like you think, I know this joke's going to be good, so I'm mm. going to write it down. And then you spend two hours doing it, and you realize, fuck, I haven't actually got a feature. Uh, so, but Have you got one good joke? No, it's like, it's it's going to, it's going to, it's, it's it's my gone. white whale. It's going to take a long time for this poem to ever be worth showing to anyone. But I did just receive an envelope, and I think it was supposed to be addressed to you, Log. So if you don't mind, I'm going to open it and read it for okay. the readers. I don't know why they always show up under my door, and not even <laughs> through the letterbox. Okay. Shlerp. My dearest Log. It is I, your eccentric uncle, (gasps) Alfred McClough. Baby! Though perhaps your friends may know me better as Mr. McClough, the carpet man. (laughs) Especially if they've recently had to lay some carpet and sought to use one of England's cheapest 24-7 carpet wholesale outlets with branches from Didsbury to Dudley. (laughs) If you need 200 square meters of tufted Berber at four in the morning and you live within reasonable driving distance of the M6 and you're good at answering riddles, there's really no better choice in carpets. But Alfred, I hear you say, we thought you were in the business of conundra, not carpets. Riddles, not rugs. Puzzles, not some third type of carpet. <laughs> Beginning with well, <laughs> my cherished... Nephew Log. Persians. I've always said, (laughs) it does a man's mind no favors to confine oneself to just a single field of study. Exploring the richness and challenges of carpet retailery has only broadened my clue horizons. 
allowing me to formulate ever more challenging enigmae. <laughs> For example, did you know that shag means to copulate casually and that rug can mean a mound of unkempt pubic hair? I could conceive a riddle that would involve shagging your mum's rug and then doing a runner because of her piles. <laughs> obviously, that's, obviously, that's not the final riddle. I'm just giving you an idea of how selling carpets makes me a better writer. Please don't publish the thing I just said about your mum, who I now remember is also my sister. Anyway, if you're reading this letter... That means I have been crushed to death beneath the pallet of laminate flooring I was trying to get down from a high shelf by jabbing at it with a big broomstick. I love how that's exactly how my great-grandmother died. <laughs> but with tomatoes, not a rug. Oh, yeah. I'd forgotten about that. That's the deep law. <laughs> yes, yes, we also do laminate flooring at Mr. McClue the Carpet Man. Or at least we will if the three tons of precariously stacked laminate flooring that crushed me to death just now hasn't been irreparably stained by all of my crumpled blood and clue guts. <laughs> so, why am I writing this letter? I suppose you think there'll be some kind of entertaining riddle to solve or some fascinating conundroid to brain tackle. <laughs> <laughs> but no, I just need you to head over to McClue Manor and open all of the doors and the windows before the police get there. <laughs> Whatever you do, don't look inside. They can't get you on anything if you don't look inside. <laughs> You've got to open them all from the outside. Love, your uncle, Alfred McClue. P.S. I do have a fun poem I made up, though, and it took ages. <laughs> Okay, here we go. Very proud of this, actually. <laughs> this is still in the letter. Alfred, you're so really sincere. Thames ain't got no apples, and pears elude the sen. The seven's missing peaches, vulgar's grapes have gone again. Shannon's bereft of melons, mangoes don't trouble their own. But you're in women's prison. Your name's Natasha Leone. <laughs> no fruits in major rivers, so you'll never find a snack. You're stuck in ladies' borstal and oranges Danube lack. <laughs> oh, God. I spent that whole poem trying to work out what the river with some fruit in the name would be. And you've absolutely done me. <laughs> yeah, that was ungettable. So good. Fuck Nobody's you. walking away from that poem. The past two days I've had oranges Danube, Danube lack <laughs> bouncing around in my head. I thought, what? how do I put this into the world? Oh, that's right, my podcast. That's a bit more sophisticated than what's been rattling around in my head for the last two days, which is tell me what you see when you fuck a bee. <laughs> 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 which you'll be hearing the results of at the end of the podcast. So before I continue my feature, as I always do, 
Joe, I need to check something with you. Mm-hmm. Is it public information knowledge that you are soon having a baby? It wasn't until Gav just put it on the podcast last week. Uh, well, that makes me feel better then, because I was going to say, if, if it wasn't, then I just wouldn't do this feature. No, please do. I'm worried about the feature now. <laughs> well, I mean, while we're on the topic, the in the previous episode, Log gave away that me and Reese got engaged to be married. The crucial difference is I did message you beforehand and said, Steve, is it okay if I do this feature? <laughs> That's true. So, Joe, you are going to have a baby. Congratulations. Yes. Well done on that. And you were actually sharing in the chat earlier that you've been looking at an app which was giving you ideas for baby names. And you were sharing Correct. some of those. And I thought, well, you know what? I can do better than that. Like, uh, we've seen some stuff. I really enjoyed the feature that we did, you know, over Christmas where you used an AI to, to tell us about oh. tell us about ourselves and do presents and stuff. And I oh, thought, good. you know, that's all very well. But there's some things that humans can do that, that computers and apps on your phones just can't. So mm. I've put a lot of love into this, and I've got a list of all the different names that you could potentially choose to name your child. But mm-hmm. not just that. I've got names and sort of like vibes as well. Oh, cool. <laughs> or sometimes jobs. There's just a bit of a side plate for every yeah. name. I really want my baby to arrive knowing that it's safe and will have a career ahead exactly. of it. Exactly. That's, like, that's what I'm looking for. You've got to have tasting notes for the name. Otherwise, it's just a buffet of like of seemingly identical quiches, but some of them have probably got salmon in. So mm-hmm. it's important to have that context. So I'm just going to run you through them. And obviously, also, the most, the most successful, wealthiest person in the world is called Elon. <laughs> so, I mean, <laughs> how, how bad can it go? And the most successful, wealthy woman in the world, we don't even know what her fucking name is. So who cares? <laughs> I do want to, just super quick tangent. I went to a, a, like a fancy press dinner last year um, when we had, um, we'd started telling people that we were pregnant. And a, a lady came over and she was like, oh, I'm by myself. Can I, can I speak to you too? We were like, yeah, and we got talking about our lives, and one of the topics that came up was, oh, we're pregnant. And um, this lady was like, oh, that's superb. Have you thought about names? And we said, <laughs> uh, no, not really. Like, we don't even know the gender and, and uh, you know, like, uh, or the sex, I should say. And um, and and so we haven't really you thought about that You don't know the sex, all. and yet you've had a baby. quite have that And uh, she went, you've got to come up with a good name very quickly. And we were like, oh, okay, why? And she was like, well, when my child was born, a boy, um, I thought, what's the best name I can give him and why? And I thought that the best name I could give him would be one that gets him through a job interview. (laughs) And we were like, oh, cool, this woman's fucking nuts. And she went, I called him Jacob. And we were like, right. Mm. And she was like, can you imagine? Man comes into your, your job interview and he says, hello. I'm Jacob. You're giving him the job. <laughs> and, <I'm> saying, <laughs> and there's a part of me going, you're, you're bonkers. And there's a part of me going, I'd give Jacob the job. Yeah, <laughs> when she yeah, says it like that, I'm like, yeah, I think I am giving Jacob the job. Very yeah. employable name, isn't it? Yeah. And if you're in play mode, Jake's a real good porn name. So like That's it true. works. It's got everything. So Jacob in Harpenden, wherever you are. <laughs> You're going to do great when you're not a baby. If it's a choice between giving Jacob a job or giving Jack a BB a job, I'd probably give Jacob a job because Jack a BB just sounds ridiculous. So she's right. I wish <laughs> I could remember the name she said that you wouldn't give a job to. Aerial wash pods. Excuse me? 
Aerial wash pods. Aerial wash give pods, yeah. A job to a man called Aerial Wash Pods. Hi, I'm Aerial Wash Pods. I'd give Aerial Wash Pods a job. All right, don't worry if you can't remember these. I've got a document I can share it with you afterwards. Thank if you. If you need them, you know, obviously you need to show these to your other half as well. It's a big decision. Pancetta Scrabbles, Doctor at Large, Scrabbles Brackets Without a Cause, with Baby Played by James Dean, eh? Fedora uh, Scrabbles, Cold Cases Done Hot While You Wait, Santana Scrabbles, a.k.a. Black Magic, baby. Uh, Giovanni Castlevania Scrabbles, What Is Baby Man But A Miserable Pile of Semen? Um, Giovanni <laughs> Castlevania Scrabbles brackets mirrored castle 100% map again yeah. game of Scrabbles a song of juice and Susan trail mix Scrabbles <laughs> I'm allergic to nuts uh, Bungalina Scrabbles and the big rope of doom Alfredo Deathwish greetings my name is Alfredo Deathwish please call me Alfredo I do not belong in this list and yet I belong everywhere I have no son and I will be no child not to you nor Scrabbles nor any soul that lives cross my path and welcome my blade my shadow will exist beyond the limits of your existence Alfredo Deathwish is very much a male Juicy Susan, I think. <laughs> I love him. I don't know how he got in there. Sidebar, I was on a, a flight back recently and I had to I had to order my meal on the flight and it, it asked me for my name so they could bring it round and, and I put my name in as Alfredo Deathwish. And, uh, <sighs> and everyone around me was going, don't do that, don't do that. And I was like, I don't fucking care, I've had two glasses of red wine. Call Deathwish on a plane. I know. Well, that's what the lady who brought it said. She said... Uh, and I have dinner here for Mr. Deathwish. And she was loving it. She was like, I admit, some people might not enjoy this on a plane. But she was loving it. I was like, please, call me Alfredo. Anyway. Um, Ambrosia Scrabbles, made with real cream. Uh, Dowling for Scrabbles. Sticks say it's getting wet. Big Baby Scrabbles, brackets, the original pom-pom. Big Baby Scrabbles 2, brackets, the Bob Scrob is back. Three men in their Scrabbles. How will that work? Ronin Scrabbles, the time-traveling laser samurai who absolutely fucks. Um, USB-C to USB Scrabbles adapter, brackets, power and data. Uh, USB-C to USB Scrabbles adapter, brackets, power only. Handjob Scrabbles and the Goblet of Shite. I don't know how that one got on there. It's very rude. <laughs> I can't believe it's not Scrabbles. And uh, now that's what I call Scrabbles 32. All the baby Scrabbles hits you know and love, including Little Baby Nighttime, Brackets Night, featuring DJ Scrubsy, Oh Boy, Oh Baby by the Flipso Brothers, You Make Loving Easy, Easy Enough to Be Achieved by a Baby, Scrumpy K Remix, Jesus Keep Licking Those Oats by Literally Madonna, Actually, Joe! Exclamation mark by Nana and the Squids, Polio, Oh No, I Think You'd Better Go by Arab in the Spring, Scrub-a-dub Rub, Rub, I'm in the mood for warm love by sing-along bath time songs for boys and girls between the ages of 8 to 18 months. Tash, 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 brackets. Is this baby supposed to have a moustache? By Sports Fiji <laughs> Onion Hammer. Baby Scrabbles Mambo featuring MC Options Sachet. Tiger is a rhythm within the eye of the dancer by ZZ Top for Babies and I Will Kill Again with PJ and Duncan and more. That's what I call Scrabbles. 32. Buy it now. It's for the baby. We've also got Bonjella <laughs> Scrabbles. It's like Ron Seal but for your mouth. Marzipan Scrabbles brackets. Not for everyone. But I like that baby in certain types of cake. And Joe Jose Scrabbles. Jose, who's about, Jose about that? Then 
Retractable Scrabbles, complete with all mod cons. And Kimchi yeah. McDoorknob Vertebrae Burn McScrabbles, brackets, that's enough now, no more babies, please, I'm gonna pop. Good night, baby <laughs> Scrabbles, good night. I'm going to put the, scra- now that's what I call Scrabbles track list, on the wall of my baby's room. <laughs> and I'm gonna judge their development by how soon they realise that that is inappropriate. <laughs> we'll see how that goes. <laughs> I think we should point out to the readers that Fedora Scrabbles and Santana Scrabbles were two names genuinely suggested to us by an app. One thing I did ask in the group chat, and I didn't get an answer to it, was how did it come by the name Santana Scrabbles? What, it's, what input from you did it have for that? This app is essentially... Tinder for baby names. You and your partner are both given the same list of baby names and you have to swipe left or right. That sounds like a really like horrendous example of being like, how can we remove conversations from day to day life? The amazing thing about this was we got seven matches and they were all names we'd already said we liked. So it didn't help us at all. It just told us that we could call our baby Fedora or Santana. <laughs> Also, one of the names was Blythe. One of the names was Blythe? One of the names was Blythe. Uh, Fedora, Santana, and Blythe. There was also Gavina, uh, which I also sent to the group. Was Grapesalicious in there? Grapesalicious was not in there, but there is a user submission process. I will be putting in Tom from MySpace, Grapesalicious. How deep How deep are you in on this, though? You seem really invested in this baby stuff. How, like, how, how deep in how, are you? How, I'm invested in the baby stuff. Yeah, like, are you all in deep, on it? How deep in are you, dude? <laughs> You can tell um, us. You can tell us. No, I think it'll take a while. I think it'll take a while for me to really care about it. Regular features come on. It's time to play another exciting round of Guess a Guy. Ah. Guess a Guy. Ontario Jumpers. It's time to guess a guy. Can you even do it? Guess a guy. I don't even believe you can guess this guy. This guy is hard to guess. Who is it? But try. As you know... (laughs) Nice. As you know. Sorry. Every week. You don't interrupt Les Dennis. So don't interrupt me. Because as you know, every week I invite a special mystery guest onto the podcast. And through a series of clues and questions, you work out who they are and why they're so special. So without further ado, please welcome our mystery guest. Hello! (laughs) Hello, mystery guest. Are you ready? Let's play Guess a Guy. Guess a Guy. Ontario Jumpers. It's time to guess a guy. Idiot. Can you even do it? Guess a guy. Flames. I don't even believe you can guess this guy. This guy is hard to guess. Who is it? But try. Clue number one. <laughs> I'm an inventor. Can you guess? Oh. Are you Alan Turing? No. Logs out. (laughs) Alexander Graham Bell. Wrong. Steve's out. Matt. 
Oh, he really wants he to win Salman this. Salman Rushdie. Wrong. He was not an inventor. He invented a book. He invented a book. <laughs> he invented the fatwa, as far as I understand it. He popularised the fatwa. He invented the passive fatwa. He popularised Super Mario World. <laughs> he popularised the idea of just playing Super Mario World instead of enjoying your marriage. And it's very popular as a pastime nowadays. It's the bonus round. Zwat is zwar zwestion. That jacket is nice, yeah. Zwestion break. This is Zwestion break. You can now ask our mystery guest one question, but it must begin with a Z. So it's going to be about zoos, guys. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh, don't steal the zoos straight away, Steve. Leave some for the rest of us. Um, well, you've got you've you've claimed zoo. You you should ask your zoo question right. and leave us to think of I'm, other I'm words. I'm jumping in. I'm jumping in. Okay. Yeah. Jumping in. Zool two as a sequel. Disappointing. Don't play it. Zone, what favourite in Crystal Maze? Sky Zone. <laughs> Great question. Ah, thank you. Okay. Zoologically speaking. Ooh, that's a nice one. What is your favourite animal? That's a great question, Steve. It's rat. Ooh, okay. What lives in the sky the and sky enjoys rats. a rat? You can't guess now. You just had questions. Clue number two. Clue number two. Guest, I'm an expert at nipples. He milks rats from the sky, mm. and that's what in rain the, is. In the sky. Do we get to we... still ask questions, or is that no? Just a... No more questions. You can only you have guesses clues? at this point. Oh, well, you can have mm. another clue if you haven't got any guesses at this point. It'd be a waste no, no, of no, guesses. Come on, guys, we can probably. Hang on, I've forgotten the rat sky weather. What's the what's the what's the second clue? The first clue was I'm an inventor. The second clue was I am an expert at nipples. Mm. He said he's interested mm. in the Sky Zone. He doesn't play Zool 2 and he loves rats. Oh, Elon Musk. Wrong. Log. <sighs> that bloke who invented the Skinner box, Jeff Skinner from the streets. <laughs> <laughs> Wrong. <laughs> it's a bonus round. Okay. What car do you drive? Sponsored by Jeep. This is what car do you drive sponsored by Jeep. I'm going to ask our mystery guest what car they drive. Jeep! <laughs> What's your clue? <laughs> clue number three. This is a good clue. I'll pass it over to the guest who I've forgotten is here. Okay. You tweak my nipples when you are excited. Interesting. What? Oh. Oh, so at the radio? You tweak the knobs on a radio when you get excited. That's oh. About music. That's to so listen interesting. To. Uh, who invented the radio? Oh, I thought I'd already said him. Didn't did Alexander Graham Bell do that? That was the telephone, I that think. Was the telephone. Telephone. That's a yeah. radio for Shit. you and me. I know who you're thinking of, but I can't tell you because I'm the king of the quiz. <laughs> oh, oh, um, Morse. No, Morse code man, Ian Morseman, <laughs> the detective and radio yeah. inventor Morse. It's also, it's also not Marconi, but that okay. is who I was thinking of. I want everyone to know. I'm smarter than Steve. <laughs> it's a bonus round. Do not be afraid. It's just a tiny noise from a mouth. This is the noise round. Our mystery guest will make a noise that will help you. Okay. Squeak, squeak. It's a rat on a balloon farting its way to its destination through the sky. So, some sort of psych like, is like a psychologist or a biologist who does 
experiments on rats, right? No, answer. Is this something to do with aeroplane nipples? The things things you the put planes. the fuel into. <laughs> and they, they blow air at you. Because they're kind of like teats, aren't they? Airplane teats. Give a little, a little twist. <laughs> Matt. You get a twisty teat. Matt, this is fucked up. <laughs> it's just that you're, you're right. <laughs> <laughs> you're right. It's me, the man who invented the little nipples on planes that shoot air. You fucker. Is that genuinely correct? That's in my script. <laughs> so you, the, the thing, the nipples that have the little stripes on them, so it's you can the see li- when they're not moving no, the and not moving. the ones that blow air on you it's, when you sit down in your seat. It's the little nipples you tweak on a plane that shoot air at you. It's the man that invented those. Who doesn't have a name in my feature? <laughs> Matt got it God. right. Let's hear his speech. I invented the little nipples on planes that shoot air after my wife was on a plane and said, Oh, I'm so hot. And I was like, Oh, if only I could help my wife by shooting air from my functionless nipples. And then I thought, what if I had plastic air shooting nipples? And then I saw a rat mother later in a dump, and I saw its many, many nipples. And I thought, what if a whole plane had nipples? Like a rat! And then I thought, what if I had to tweak the plane's rat nipples in a suggestive way to make them shoot air? And now I'm a billionaire! My dreams for the future are to get my nipples installed in more places than planes. Like the back of people's heads, so that we could stay cool in a queue. <laughs> I myself have had my nipples installed beneath my nipples, because my nipples get very hot, and I use my nipples to cool them down. <laughs> Goodbye! <laughs> and that's another great game of... Guess a guy. Ontario jumper. It's time to guess a guy. Idi Amin. Can you even do it? Guess a guy. Flames. I don't even believe you can guess this guy. The this guy is hard to guess. Who is it? But try. They tried and they succeeded. They got Bill Mack. Yes! But it's the man who invented the little nipples on planes that team, shoot air. Really I reckon good. that's a person and they probably made loads of money. I met somebody once, a friend of a friend, and they were just like, they didn't have to work because they just had so much money, right? Mm. And guess what it was that their granddad did? Stamps. Invented the little bit of squishy, papery stuff that you get underneath meat in supermarket bits. Just that bit of squishy paper that no. goes underneath the beef. Uh, yep. The nappy. Legit. The beef nappy. <laughs> the beef nappy. Ooh, keep that for a B name later. Don't worry. Be flappy. I'm so annoyed that I was so invested in getting that right. Yep. And yep. that there was no correct answer. It was just a joke. There was a, a correct joke. answer and Matt got it. A joke on, on me joke on and Log. Yeah, thank you. The thing is, including. if none of you had got that, that would be totally reasonable. Right. So but Matt actually got it right. Yeah, because so. he's fucking spouting nonsense. That's why. Deliberately it. spouting hey, us, I, I should on, add. I, he wasn't I playing was, properly. Yes, I was on a plane. Yes, he was disruptive right up until the point he got the correct answer. We already had it was in the air, and then it was like it was the. He did a really good impression of the squeaks, like the turning it, and then the squeak, squeak. And I'm, whenever I'm on planes, I was on a plane recently. I quite enjoy. It. I don't do it 
in the mind's eye of anyone else, but I quite enjoy the idea of being like, hold on, as, as a funny I seem joke to remember for me. You, Matt, you, I think you were talking about nipples on the fuselage of fuel stuff, right? That wasn't... <laughs> no. You weren't talking no, no, about no, the no. interior nipples for air Alfredo Deathwish don't do nothing on the fuselage. Oh, absolutely. He was talking about engine nipples, not not the ones that let the air blow out. I'm done. Because I I'm still didn't this. have a clue what those nipples were at this stage. Gaslighting <laughs> these two. You've brought the game into disrepute. Matt wins, and he gets the prize, which is... Um, mm, Hearing the theme tune again. Yes. <laughs> Guess a guy. Ontario Jumper. It's time to guess a guy. And now it's time for my regular feature. As you all know, and you, I know it's embarrassing acknowledging people's birthdays, and thank you all very much for not fucking mentioning it at all, all this episode far, but I turned 50 years old yesterday. 50 years old. I didn't know you. I, I didn't know you turned fifty. I just said happy birthday like it was a normal birthday. You didn't Hello. say anything of the sort. Yeah, I did. Not in this episode, but on a WhatsApp, I did. Mm, this is the first time I've seen you. You should say happy birthday for yesterday, log. Oh, so you are really angry? Said, I believe you turned fifty. You went to just sixth decade, and um, you're looking great. You should have said that. <laughs> sixth decade. You're fifty, log. It's your fifth decade. It begins with a five. You dumbass. Old man's losing his marbles. What? I swore I looked that up in an encyclopedia, which I use for all knowledge. My big papers encyclopedias. Anyway, but to give you a clue of what I don't know, because like you're I'm always hanging around with people younger than myself because you excite me. You have exciting thoughts. They your brains move faster. I can't keep up with you. I'm like a cat with a piece of loads of balls of string. I want to give you an idea of what it's like being me by taking you through my life. The year is 1974. A pink-tinged fog rolls across the Midlands. Everyone who sniffs it retches up an honest imperial ounce of livid green flob. Nottingham's forward-thinking council drains a popular swimming pool and fills it with sweet tea in preparation for the East Midlands' first municipal kombucha pit. An unenlightened electorate hauls the gigantic scoby out of the tea pool and kicks it to bits for being foreign. <laughs> in our house, like in every house in those days, the coal scuttle was kept in the outside toilet, accessible only from the outside ensuite bedroom, which was in next door's backyard. Our toilet... Our toilet had been roped off by the council because it was full of vipers. Vipers in those days were vicious. They'd look at you like you were a real cunt and slag off the fit of your flared trousers so viciously you'd drop dead on the spot. On television, Jim Davidson had just broken the record for the most concurrent sitcoms on ITV, playing a randy milkman in Bottle Boys, a randy retired policeman who drove a taxi called It's a Fair Cop, a randy postman in Posty Puckerlips, a randy male secretary at an underwear factory in Take Something Down For Me and a randy proctologist in Finger Bobs. Take Something Down For Me. That's that? 100% That's... in one of those shows. This record remains unbeaten, but could have been more impressive if his building trades sitcom trilogy of Plastered Again, Join Us For A Giggle and the unexpectedly frank painting and decorating your mum's lovely flat tits with jizz hadn't ended abruptly thanks to an adult pantomime commitment. The headline on the day I was born was, Is nothing sacred? 
Boff's Rowan Snooker. The dirt merchants had just knocked Bernard Tupperware off the number one spot with their only hit, Glass Half Broken. It was into this world that I marched out of the womb in my little cowboy boots. I looked balefully at the delivery team, and seeing the minimal tools available to me, I yanked on my umbilical cord and lassoed the rotating ceiling fan, allowing me to kick everyone in the room in the face at incredible speeds. They hosed me off the fan with evaporated milk, so I started spitting on my arms. He's trying to cocoon himself, yelled the doctor. (laughs) Doctors are very set in their ways, and hate it when you try to pupate before they've had a chance to burp you. I hissed and spat as they cable-tied my chubby little wrists and ankles to a maternity crucifix. The doctor put a dummy in my mouth and pinched my nose until I passed out, and when I came to, I was 19 years old and ready to start work. (laughs) My first job was doing the voice advertising... My first job was doing the voice, advertising a company that had this service where they'd take the clothes of the people you worked with and wash them. If you were alive back then, and no one was, not really, you'd have heard me on the radio saying this. Do you have to wash your boss's galoshes? Do you have to steam clean your dream team's beanies? Do you have to disinfect your director's shoe protectors? Well, not anymore, you don't. No, sir. Phone the special number and we'll come around in our van and open the back doors of our van and poke our heads out of the back door of the van we just opened and say, Have you got them? And that's the code word, you see, when we say, <laughs> Have you got them? That's your cue to run out of the office with two bin bags full of your workmates' clothes. <laughs> We'll say, are these them? But we know they are, so just nod and walk off. And we'll wash them right then and there in our brand new spanky new Japanese dolly tub. And they'll be spick and span in the time it takes you to smoke 15 John Player Special Super Kings. When they're done, we'll pip the hooter of the van and open the back doors of the van again and poke a head out of the freshly opened back door of the van we just pip the hooter of. And we'll say, what's the code word? And you can say anything here. We'll give it to anyone, really, but just don't say, what code word? Otherwise, it's really obvious there's no code word. Then with two pips of the tutor, we'll be gone and you'll never know our names because guess what? We're ghosts. Except we're not all ghosts because ghosts can't touch things. One of us is a werewolf. The werewolf deserve a touching and that's why we're closed every month because we're the ghosts of the victims of the werewolf and we're not recruited anymore thank you Bob so if your top cat wants you to hose the hot scat off his top hat ring us now okay thanks got a headache (laughs) phone special number (laughs) oh Oh, fuck man this the service I advertised made no money Thanks, in my opinion, to a fundamental misunderstanding about professional laundry arrangements in the UK. But the people blamed me because of all the stuff about tutor-bips, codewords and ghosts that weren't actually in the script. Anyway, that's all that happened until I was 37 when I started doing regular features with you boys, and now I'm 50. The very same age my childhood hero Stephen Fry was when he was declared a national treasure and went around America for a DVD. Were you 37 when we started doing regular features? Yeah, I think so. Maybe 30, I don't know. I've never been young, Steve. I'm soon to turn 37. When Steve turns 50, Log's going to be 63. And no one would even comment on that age difference if we got married then. No. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Do you think... Never mind, sorry. Were you just having second th- thoughts about your engagement, Steve? Yeah, yes. So that you can marry <laughs> yeah. Log. <laughs> 
Do you think we could ever make it work? That's what we'll find out in the next episode of Regular Feature. <laughs> <laughs> have you got more feature? I feel like you have more feature. There was only about 20 or 30 words left. Uh, I just want to make to ever clear to everyone that when I said that Stephen Fry was my childhood hero, I was going to proceed to slag him off because he's yeah, turned fair. into a reap piece of shit. <laughs> so, so don't don't think that... I left it. I left it there because we were having a better conversation. But I did not want to leave it there, thinking that anyone thought I approved of Stephen Fry. I, I want to hear these thirty words. Okay, my career has been indistinguishable from Stephen Fry's so far. So in sixteen years, I hope I'll mature like he did into being morally grey at best on every contemporary issue, give off a pungent whiff of being extremely blackmailable, and giving an alternate king's speech that was so pro-Israel that it makes you think that Stephen Fry's worst is yet to come. That's all it was. <laughs> it's portentous. Who knows what the future holds? All I know is that I'm going to live until I'm 180 in honour of national darts hero and future big boy, Lou Klittler. You love Lou Klittler. Is he called Lou Klittler? Yeah. No, it's it's Luke Littler. Is that his name? Yeah, he's, he's bum-chones with beef nappy. <laughs> two little legs just dangling down, then two more just in front of them, and then two more... All dangling from your thorax, baby Stripey abdomen pushing back And accidentally stinging me in my dick hole Tell me what you see when you fuck a bee Well that's it for this week's episode of the Regular Features Podcast If you like the podcast you can go to patreon.com forward slash regular features And help us out in 2024 with our bills By donating two pounds an episode and if you give us two pounds an episode you're gonna get something good we are gonna take your human name tear it up into little pieces swallow them explode them into fire like a magician and then hand you your very own b name boys could you please give b names to the following new patrons a b name please for michael howarth be Fnappy! There we go. I'm glad someone had the balls to say it. Be Fnappy. Or do you like Don't Worry Beef? <laughs> don't Worry Beef Nappy? Yeah, I think it's better with it. 100%. A B name, please, for John S. Do a beeper. Do a beeper. Do a beeper. Do a beeper. That's like you tickle a bee on its tummy, it does the beeper. It does a beeper. A bee name, please, for Connor Hughes. Connor Bonner Ding Dong! <laughs> and finally, a bee name for Owen Anderson. Oh, and one, oh, and one more thing. You're a bee. Is that the just famous adjective? Columbi. Oh, and one more thing. Oh, and one more thing. You're a bee. Dash Columbi. I like that. That's, um... Columbus rarely so direct after he says, oh, and one more thing. He never goes, oh, and one more thing. You're, You're the, the murderer. murderer. <laughs> oh, uh, this is one more thing that's bothering me. You did it. <laughs> if you'd like your own B name, patreon.com forward slash regular features. Well, that's all from us for this week. Uh, we'll be back next week with another episode of the Regular Features podcast. This Good night. I love you all. Bye. Smash. you. Features, regular features, regular, regular.